0: my name is drew joiner and you're listening to the beyond the garment podcast a podcast dedicated to enriching the lives of others by talking about sustainability fashion art and culture we hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as we enjoyed creating it all right let's get to today's episode Today's guest is a writer, podcaster, content creator, and many more things that <laughs> should be in the intro. <laughs> <laughs> he's been praised highly by the likes of Raimi and others, and um, I really wanted to have him on the podcast. I'm super excited to have him on the show. Allow me the honor of introducing you guys to XR from Between the Seams and the Selective, and now he's a, a Stock X writer, as I as I hear, and Stock X content mm-hmm. creator in the realm of that. Right, XR yes, sir. man, how are how are you doing today?
1: good man i'm doing great thanks for having me on the pod uh you know appreciate the work that you do i'm a listener week in a week out i love the guests that you have on the show so it's an honor to be here and to talk about clothes to just kind of you know uh, get to know each other a little bit more and, and just give people some insight on a little bit about what i do and hopefully we can all learn something along the way you know
0: definitely i i was telling xr guys before the show that he's one of the most interesting people that I see create content from, oh. uh, <laughs> from a fashion standpoint, obviously like, you know, obviously imagery of fashion, fit pics, things of that nature. And then you kind of dissect him a little bit further and you, you find out he has this, um, really thought out blog, right. That he does called between the seams. And then I'm really curious about the selective because I just kind of started consuming that content yeah, and I listened to the, uh, the podcast episode with Joel, Mm-hmm. Uh, interesting i love joel i i hadn't i didn't know much about him like obviously other than the fact that he posts pictures online of yeah, you know, yeah. fashion things like that great character uh, but i thought it was it was yeah he's a very he's a character he's a very interesting kind of guy and uh, yeah it was a good episode for sure so I'm, I'm excited to dive in man
1: cool man well yeah i'm excited to be here i know we have a lot to talk about and uh yeah it's gonna be a fun it's, it's gonna be a fun time so you know appreciate you having me on again
0: no doubt, no doubt. Let's start with the first question. Uh, the question I always start out with, as you know, probably from listening, is, you know, what is your background? Where are you from? And how is it like for you growing up as a kid,
1: man? Yeah, man. So from uh, originally from the Bay Area in California, born in San Jose, right outside San Francisco. Um, an immigrant family. Uh, grandparents came to California from Mexico, and my whole family mm. started in Mexico. Uh, you moved to California, and that's basically where my roots are. When I was young, a couple years old, um you know my parents actually moved out to texas uh just a better you know a little bit more affordable obviously the the uh you know california is a tough place to kind of make it and and, and raise kids so you know we moved to texas and uh, i grew up in texas um went to school in the austin area graduated school oh really yeah yeah graduated school uh, with a degree in journalism and a minor in political science and then um what school Texas State University. So it's south of Austin. Oh, wow. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, man. So uh, grew up in Texas. Um, I always tell people, funny enough, I'm from California, but my heart's in Texas. And then, um, you know, now I, I live in Buffalo, New York. And in July, I will be taken off to New York City. So I'm going to head out to the city. So super excited about that.
0: Incredible, man. And I think that, you know, it's kind of interesting that right now you know obviously there's a lot of there's an exodus from california sometimes people call it right people 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 moving to texas people moving to florida things like that um but this man xr was an early adopter of that from a very young age (laughs) so
1: (laughs) yeah man it's crazy because like in texas like we're getting a lot of people especially in austin because you know the tech companies are moving to to austin so all over and austin's like growing really fast so um you know there's a saying, which I, I, I absolutely hate, is don't California my Texas. I, I, I yeah, hate I it. I heard it. It's so divisive, man. It's so divisive, and I hate it. But the funny thing is that, like, it doesn't apply to me because I've already been in Texas for so long.
0: Exactly. Early at that. You were the first. You were one of the first. <laughs> but
1: it's always funny to me because I'm like, wait a minute. That includes me, you know? <laughs> Talk to me
0: a little bit about, you know, your, your upbringing a little bit more, man. Yeah. Like, what were you doing as a kid? Did you, um, obviously you know, what What I tend to find with, you know, American upbringings yeah. or American childhoods, whether it be an immigrant like yourself or up immigrant bringing, you're not an immigrant, obviously, yeah, yeah. but like immigrant upbringing like yourself and, or, you know, living in different parts of the country, there are some key themes. Were you into sports? Yeah. Did you always write? Were you always into fashion? Yeah. Contact, tell me about that a little bit.
1: Yeah. So growing up in Texas was, was, uh, Interesting to say the least. I mean, uh, I, I love it here. Um, Like I was mentioning to you before uh, we started recording, I'm actually visiting my parents. So I'm in Texas right now before I head out to New York city, Uh, you know, get to be Mm -hmm. home, spending time with my girlfriend and and my dog and my family. And um, growing up, it was very much uh, a very Hispanic influence, I should say, because I grew up in South Texas. Right. So a a lot of the people look like me, we were all into the same things. And yeah. uh, there's a, there's a really big thriving and, and, and very, uh, very passionate, uh, Hispanic population in Texas, which is what I love. I mean, you know, let's not forget Texas used to be part of Mexico. Right. So, absolutely. Um, you know, the food here is incredible. The culture here is great. And, uh, just growing up in Texas was, you know, it was great for me to be around, uh, you know, people within my culture, if, if that makes sense, you know, you know, leaving from California, big Hispanic population there. So coming to Texas was easy for my family. Um, yeah. growing up played a lot of soccer um to this day it's, it's still what i love i'm actually really tall uh six foot four so i played some ball in high school too
0: holy cow yeah guys. yeah yeah
1: so i played a little bit of basketball uh love playing soccer to this day you know i love playing sports i love you know when i come home shooting hoops with the friends or going out going out to the pitch and, and playing soccer some pickup games so no doubt and then uh on the fashion side man it was really it was really my parents to be honest with you you know my parents are really big into fashion and to this day you know my parents are are big in the japanese americana stuff like i always make a joke like my parents like buy more capital than i do you know it's so (laughs) it's so crazy so you know that's
0: dope though (laughs) yeah dude
1: um so they're into fashion and that kind of trickled down to the kids so you know my sisters and i were all all pretty cognizant about what we wear and and it's always kind of been like that um in high school it was obviously like the swag boy stuff, uh, of course in, in the 2010s, bro, an era that, you know, I don't want to ever relive, <laughs> 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 but, uh, but that was kind of my start to fashion, man. The swag boy era, you know what it is, the skinny jeans, yes. the snapbacks, yep. the colorful Jordans, like all the colorful shoes. Man. Oh yeah, man, that was definitely bad time, bad time. Um, and then in college, you know, you don't have a lot of money when you're in college. So, um, That's when I actually started thrifting and, you know, once I graduated college and and kind of solidified myself in the workforce and was able to take care of myself and provide for myself, that's when I would say fashion as a whole uh, really took precedent as a hobby uh, for myself and that's where it kind of developed a lot, particularly in the the past year with the pandemic too. I had a lot of time to reflect on myself and I'm, I'm sure, you know, with you and the listeners too, just kind of look in my closet and really like think about what I need, what I don't need and kind of develop my style from there.
0: Exactly. And I think that that's a common thread, you know, for a lot of people. The pandemic is one ingredient that, you know, you can really look at, slow down and just look at what you have. And then also as you just mature, you know, you talk about an era in time in in, in the 2010s where, you know, I look back at some of my pictures and I really cringe. And I bet you do the yeah, same yeah. thing. And It's just funny to see, you know, people mature over time and and they can be from texas they can be from oregon they can be from colorado like i am or they can be all the way in you know another country and there's a lot of similarity in that just maturity and fashion um so let's talk a little bit about you know between the seams i um i know that you've Recently, like within the last what, like eight, six, seven months, yeah, yeah. I've, been, I've been doing Between the Seams. Um, I've read a, a, a good amount of the articles. I think they're really well written. The, the journalism background definitely shows. But for those who don't know what that is, can you explain what Between the Seams is and, and maybe just go into the naming too?
1: Yeah, yeah. So Between the Seams is a passion project that, like you said, started around seven months ago. Um, and it's a blog, uh, strictly a blog format. So stories that you read. Um, uh, about fashion with the focus on sustainability and uh, you know I think the focus on sustainability part is is at the forefront of between the seams but I don't like just you know categorize myself as writing about sustainability right like I also do product reviews
0: I'll talk about Probably. stuff going on
1: in the industry as well you know I, I don't want to just hinder myself to one particular niche if you will but there is a focus on sustainability and with all the things I write I try to throw in at least some points or some aspects of sustainable fashion in there. And, um, you know, it, it really started because I'm a writer and I wanted to do something that kind of mixed my professional and personal aspirations. Um, you know, since the third grade, uh, when I joined creative writing, I kind of knew that I could make something out of it. And uh, oddly enough, I, I, I never consider myself a good writer. And, and to this day, I don't because I think everybody, I think writing is such is such an complex and hard skill to master. Um, it's one of those things where where when I read people's work and when I read literature and essays, um, I really think writing is is a work of art and it's something that you can always improve on and and keep improving, you know, throughout your whole life. So you know I never want to say I'm a good writer per se. I just I just want to be able to convey a point across thoroughly. I love that. So uh, the name oddly enough Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the name, oddly enough, uh, was supposed to be Between the Stitch. And I guess the background is that, is that I wanted to get into the complexities of fashion between the stitchings of our clothes. Uh, I had my brothers from California visit me in New York, and we were, like, brainstorming, you know, what the blog would look like, and they were helping me out. And uh, my brother, he was like, what about Between the seams?" And it just, like, it yeah. just, like, felt better off the tongue in some ways, and it just, like, looked better on paper. So, uh, between the stitch became between the seams, and um, I love that. Yeah, I've been I've been writing since October. Like I said, uh, you know, articles on my blog range from a wide variety of topics. I, I personally think that there's something interesting that you know everyone can read, um, but if you like vintage, particularly if you like sustainability, if you like learning about innovations in the textile industry, um, you know, around. Uh, particularly like garment garment manufacturing, um, I think you'll find something beneficial on the blog.
0: Definitely. And I want to kind of go back a, a second and, mm-hmm. and talk about how you explained how writing is an art um, or a form of art yeah. in a way, right? It, it's a very tough skill. And I think I, I agree with that um, very strongly. My, my, yeah. my dad, um, he taught at university, but he taught like computer science. And even to this day, he he'll do hours and hours of research of how to become a better writer because the better you can convey a message to someone or have a message conveyed conveyed in a way that touches them in particular in in a certain way or makes them think about something in a certain way is it really is an art form right mm-hmm. um and I think that it's a little bit underappreciated in in today's world you know that's becoming so inundated with video you have long for video you have audio which yeah. they're all great things they're, they all they all have a place in the world right. absolutely um but i think that you know the way you described that i, I really wanted to, to hone in on that because i really think it's really nice nicely said um yeah. in terms of how the blog started and, and the naming of it i think that's super dope yeah right um it, and do you have anything that you're kind of Working towards for the blog, like any kind of goals that you have for it. Obviously, you said that it's vintage folk has vintage aspects of it. Obviously, that ties into sustainability yeah. in one way or another. Product reviews, like, yeah. How how are you kind of formatting the content of the blog? I guess essentially.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's a good question and something that I ask myself a lot. I ask myself that week in and week out. Uh, mm-hmm. Going back to what you said, talking about how writing is is an art form. Um, you know, that's really at the forefront of Between the Seams. I wanted to be able to convey a message that, you know, you can get something out of it, essentially. And, um, you know, with with the topics that, that I like to write about, um, it varies week by week, right? Sometimes, right. you know, I'll buy a piece of clothing from, I don't know, the homies or something. I'll buy a sneaker from Ray, right? Like his, you know, his Empire City Highs, for example. I'll do a review on those, right? Um, mm. Sometimes I see something really interesting happening in the industry whether it's textile, textile innovations, excuse me, Uh, Earth Day, for example, was a couple weeks ago, Mm. I wrote a piece on Earth Day and the importance of Earth Day. Um, So in terms of plans for the future, I want to continue just creating content that I enjoy and I want to write about. But from the beginning, you know, and I tell this, I tell this to a lot of people, like, when I started Between the Seams, I did a blog because I love writing. But I also wanted to make a blog because I didn't want people to associate Between the Seams with me per se, right? Like, I understand that it's my blog and at the end of the day, like my words are being conveyed there, but I want to make strides to bring guests onto the blog who also will write individual pieces. And I have done that. Yeah. Um, I have a few people yeah. who are, who are working with me right now to, to create stories. And I've worked with a couple individuals in the past who have written stories for my blog. And, you know, the goal from the beginning has always been to be kind of a, a community oriented space where people can talk about fashion in one way or another, uh, with a focus on vintage and sustainability. And, Damn. um, you know, when I first started out in my career, my first boss gave me a chance and I'm where I'm at today because of her. And I probably didn't deserve that chance, to be honest. And I want to be able to give other people an opportunity to write. If somebody has a passion for for fashion and they want to write for between the scenes, you know, I'll work with you to make it happen because, you know, giving people opportunities to be published, to have their name out there is huge. And Yeah, it's huge. And I don't don't want to deny somebody that access, right? I want to be able to help people create the content that they want to create. And I think writing in particular looks so good on a resume, because it's a skill that not a lot of people have. And it's a skill that's very hard to fine tune, if you will. So, you know, having the ability, especially in this digital age, right, where everyone's on TikTok, YouTube, uh, showing Mm -hmm. that you can write is a skill that can propel you, uh, you know, in your career, both in fashion or not, you know?
0: Definitely. Definitely. And I, I definitely noticed you had some other people on the, on the blog. Yep. Uh, Sophie Peregrino yeah. was one of them. And, and I wanted to ask you just kind of candidly, like, how do you network with these individuals or the people, you know, just from just the Instagrams of the world, getting to know them yeah. in real life or those kind of things, even Ray, like, I'm curious to know, like, how do you, how do you have these relationships within the, within the community?
1: Yeah, man, it's a, <laughs> it's an interesting point. Um, So in terms of, of how, you know, I find people to to want to write for between the scenes, I typically do a story post and then a bunch of people reach out to me. Um, and then, you know, we'll work, we'll try to work something out from there. Um, my sister, my little sister who, uh, is in school right now and she's getting a degree in fashion, fashion merchandising, a business. Uh, she's, she's also written on the blog before. And, um, a lot of my relationships, man, within fashion have been, like, purely through Instagram, bro. Like, posting a Crazy. fit pic and then just, like, meeting people, you know? And then yeah. next thing you know, y'all are, like, messaging each other. Like, y'all are just, you know, shooting the shit and talking about clothes and everything. And it's just so, I don't know. It's so weird to me how, like, all these relationships form through Instagram, it you know? It
0: is. It is. You're so right. Oh, man. I can think of so many people in the last year, because it really has been a year for at least me, so many dms so many interactions like even even with you and having the podcast and wanting to have you on like um it's just yeah sorry i don't mean to cut you off
1: no dude it's crazy i mean i mean we're all living it right like we all we've all met people on instagram that honestly like 30 years ago this would never be possible and it's something that i i do not take for granted for one single day bro like the relationships that i have made with people over instagram the people that i have met doing my mm. blog, doing the podcast with Selective and just like posting FitPix is something that, in my opinion, is 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 a blessing because, I mean, let's be honest, you know, 40, 50 years ago, you grew up in your hometown. You know, you maybe go to school somewhere else. You travel the world a little bit. You're only confined to like your physical, your physical presence somewhere, right? Truly. But think of the billions of people around the world who we could connect with on a personal level who have the same interests as we do that would have never been possible in the past. And I think that we are living in a very special time, you know?
0: I agree. I totally agree. And I think that also one of the things that I've noticed is within the fashion or a lot of times Fitbit community, because I mean, that's a blanket term, you know, if you post fashion content, right. You know, whether it be like moods or photo dumps and just kind of aesthetics or whatever you want to call it. Right. People are so, or for me, they've been relatively kind, you know, even if something isn't that good, you know what I mean? Like yeah. e- there are a lot of people that, you know, who enter into the community um, and they, they try to integrate themselves in a proper way. Mm. Um, even and, and if their fits maybe aren't, you know, the best, or if they're still trying to learn or, you know, or still trying to integrate themselves, like they don't come with like malice intentions a lot of times. <laughs> and I, I really do appreciate that um, yeah. at least with what I've experienced, right? Um,
1: yeah also yeah i mean people have been gen genuinely like friendly right like everyone's been very supportive very nice um very engaging just want to talk you know no one's no one's been hostile in any way like not a lot of gatekeepers in in my experience just people who want to connect you know facts so true yeah so true
0: let's talk a little bit about the selective man um this is the this is the segment of the of the pod actually you know before we talk about the, Mm. the selective can we talk a little bit about your role at StockX, this is not like yeah. obviously on the, I always have a, a list of things that I want to talk about, but talk you just, you just mentioned this, but you know, what is, what are you doing at StockX now and um, yeah. how is it kind of in, impacting your life essentially?
1: Yeah. So um, I just recently got a job at StockX um, working my official title is a content manager. So I'm, I'm working a lot with the editorial, the editorial side and the SEO side too. So a lot of page optimization for Google, um, you know, basically a lot of what I do is, is on the website, right? optimizing our pages mm-hmm. or category pages our product descriptions, uh, you know, for Google, for SEO, and then also writing, writing stories, writing editorial content. So where does that editorial content live? Yeah. We have a blog called stockxcom slash so um, news. And, okay. um, And we have writers that write about sneakers, streetwear, collectibles, mm-hmm. electronics. And, and that's kind of like where, you know, where I live as well. So, um, Definitely. I've only had the position for a few months. It's been a lot of fun. Um, before getting this job i worked at a tv station you know like i said my background was in journalism so Mm -hmm. uh, my previous jobs leading up to this point were in journalism Um, definitely yeah so since then has moved away from that now i'm working at StockX, which is you know it's a blessing being able to to do what i love and, and write but also work with in and around clothes as well you know
0: Definitely, StockX's empire is ever increasing. Yeah. When we, when I, when I, when I think about StockX, you know, from onset, I think about sneakers. But if I really dive deeper, I go. You have, you know, fashion elements. Obviously, the brands and the things that are being resold. Mm -hmm. You have watches. Yeah. Bags. When the PlayStation kind of five whole debacle was going on, kind of still going on. You have electronics like that. You have collectibles. Um. Pretty much, StockX is establishing itself as a as a, just a whole marketplace, essentially. Yeah. A full uh, a marketplace, and I wonder do Do you think? Obviously, you don't have no idea. Are there there are some physical StockX locations that sell certain things, or are there not? I'm not sure. Do you know about that? Or, um, we have. Or is it is it really online? All,
1: only? Yeah, from my understanding, before I started, there were some locations. We actually just opened up. Um, we're, we're, expanding across the world, right? So Hong Kong, we just opened up Australia too, which is a big launch for us. Um, there is a physical Australia store, uh, but most of what we do is online. Yeah. So, um, yeah. it truly really is like a global business that has kind of exploded and, and I've, and I have joined on the team as part of the explosion. Um, Definitely a lot of so the people cool. that I've worked with have been there since the beginning five years ago. Um, yeah. So it's crazy to see how how big the business has gone. And, yeah, it's a lot of fun working there. So um, I'm really loving the job so far.
0: Cool, man. Well, congrats to you. And I only wish success to you, man. I'm only wishing success, peace, love, and positivity to, Always. to anybody who's, you know, trying to make it happen for themselves. So Yeah, man. It's a tough world out there, right? I, yeah, it, it really is. There's a lot of things that obviously are going on in the world. Yeah. But you know, anytime you can find success and happiness in a career or a job, like that's just that's butter. That's amazing. So yeah,
1: especially these days with the pandemic, you know, I'm I'm grateful that I've been able to stay employed through this time, and my heart goes out for everyone who's who's been struggling. And um, you know, my hope is that we're on better days soon. You know,
0: good man. I I, I totally agree with you. Yeah. I totally second that. Let's talk about the selective now. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get some water, okay? Yeah, you're good. You're good, man. You, you've been a you've been a fantastic guest, bro. I actually um. It's just, it's so, it's so many cool people in the world and I'm
1: just so blessed, honestly. Yeah. yeah, no, there are, man. It's it's great getting to know everybody for sure.
0: Let's talk about the Selective, why don't we? Mm. Um, Tell me, what, what is the Selective? I guess that's the easiest question I could ask as a, as a question asker. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. The Selective is an online marketplace shop and we sell a lot of luxury goods and archive. So, um... I'm newer to the Selective team. Um, there are a few guys working on the Selective who you know, work with, uh, you know, the retail, if you will, the resale side of, of our website. You know, but really, the Selective has, since I was brought on the team, has been about trying to build a community. Um, you know, in a lot of ways, and, and I don't want to make parallels, but you think of like grill right? grill has articles, they have editorial pieces. You know, when you're on grill there's more than just shopping for clothes, right? Like there's other stuff that you can yep. do. Yep. For the Selective, we kind of want we kind of want to do the same thing. We want to uh, in some ways replicate that, but with, you know, with our own, with our own twists. Right. So I was brought on to, to help facilitate and start the podcast. Um, the podcast has been going great. It's an absolute blast having people on. Um, and that's just another way for us to engage with our community. Right. And we also have a few guys who write editorial content on Selective. So we have some really, really good stories uh, based off designer You know, we've had stories on Hyder Ackerman, Aberludi, Chrome Hearts, the Jordan 85s. Like, it just, you know, it's going to be a community hub, you know, where you can can buy coveted items, right? Uh, But at the same time, you can also interact with the community through stories, um, through the podcast. Uh, We're also, you know, launching Spotify playlists, Discord's coming soon as well. So we just want to kind of make it a community place
0: definitely and i i love that and i definitely be looking to the selective just for inspiration as well and if anyone's listening obviously a a great place you can connect with yeah um the podcast is 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 really well done um obviously it'll continue to get better over time the web store and the editorial you know features and whatnot really well done um and it like i said it's 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 always great to have all these resources to be able to tap in with different individuals, listen to different stories and and whatnot. Uh, what 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 do you kind of? How how do I want to ask this question? When you run the podcast, like how 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 has that been? You know, over the last, yeah. I think how many episodes do you guys have? Like ten episodes or something
1: like? Yeah, that? Yeah, we have. We're, we're going to be on eleven this week.
0: Yeah, ten episodes. How how has it been? You know, finding guests. And then how have the conversations been, in your opinion?
1: Dude, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, having a podcast is cool. I mean, as you know, it's 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 a lot of work uh, behind the scenes. You know, recording a podcast episode is literally like 25% of the work, right? Um, yeah. You know, there's a lot that goes before and after having a podcast. Um, you know, honestly, there are a lot of great fashion podcasts out there. And I, I listen to all of them, you know? Um but this is doing what you're doing. I mean, I, I listen to fashion podcasts all the time. The business of fashion has a good podcast. Really um, yeah, do, yeah. And and you know, my goal is not to be a competitor in the space, but to be a resource in the space. Right. Like I look at all of us who are doing podcasts as, um, you know, I really don't look at us as competitors, right? I just look at us as yeah. like-minded individuals who want to facilitate conversations in the fashion space. And Definitely. you know, for the podcast, has kind of been our goal is is to show a different side of these inst- people that you follow on Instagram that you may have never heard their voice before. Yeah. Uh, Joel's a perfect example of that, right? Big following on Instagram, mm-hmm. you know, pretty big influencer, if you will. Not a lot of people know him and, you know, our goal isn't, you know, for him to tell his life story, but to give a little bit of insight on who he is, because there's only so much you can learn from a picture, you know?
0: Definitely. Definitely. I I, I love that. And, Joel was one of my kind of favorite episodes because mm. uh, I do uh, his personality is really interesting. Very and New York, <laughs> very very New York, and I think um, anyone who lives outside of New York, it's very interesting always to hear yeah. what New York is like. It, it 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 really becomes mystified a lot of times mm. <laughs> <laughs> because because my life here in Colorado, full of you know r- the Rocky Mountains is beautiful. It's beautiful, right. but the 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 cultural kind of yeah <laughs> Gravitos of new york is just a little bit different <laughs> new york is wild, man
1: new york is wild. um i love going out there i'm excited to move out there but um yeah dude so you know w- with the podcast uh finding guests is is I- i'm sure it's the same way you do just reach out you know try yeah. try to see you know what DM. yeah dm what time we can get we can get it going and
0: yeah. then from
1: there it's just editing making it sound good you know you know the whole spiel after that um but it's been a lot of fun. And, you know, to, to the audience listening, you know, I, I just want to make it very clear that I don't look at this podcast or other fashion podcasts as competition. I mean, we're all, we're all I mean, I consider, you know, the people in and around the space, my friends. And at the end of the yeah. day, I think we, we are all hitting on very important interviews. We are doing very important work to facilitate conversations. And if you follow the selected podcast, you know, you should follow the other podcasts that that are around the fashion that. space because we all offer something unique and something special.
0: Yeah, totally. And I some of my favorites, I listen to The Fashion Collective with mm. Alexander Walker. Yeah, he's good. He does too. a great job. Yeah, yeah. Um I a good friend of mine is Issa or Issa. Yeah. He is on my dime on your time is the one I listen to quite often. Selective. Um, do you have any others in the top of your mind? Obviously the business of fashion is pretty good. I don't want to put you on this. Yeah, the spot. yeah, business, business of
1: fashion is great. Um, outside of outside of fashion i listen to a lot of like uh foot like soccer podcasts so the football daily um the football ramble both based out of the uk you know catching me up on european football uh totally the bbc um what is the bbc global news podcast they release about two or three episodes a day they have a full team Mm -hmm. and it just gives you like international like the international news you need to know yeah beautiful podcast beautiful podcast just keeps me up to date and then, you know, some others, The Daily, The New York Times, uh, NPR, um, stuff like that. So I try to consume podcasts from a wide range of, of media, not just fashion.
0: Totally. I love that. And one of the things that I think the Selective is really interesting is is their uh, marketplace as well, right? Mm. Um, I saw some of the items that you guys sell, you know, from archive pieces to, to retro yeah. sneakers. Yeah. Um, how are those, do you, do you know how those things are curated or are you the, are you the one, or I guess you're not really the one doing it, but do you know yeah. how they're curated and can you talk us about, talk us about that a little bit? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So we, so there's, like I, like I mentioned, there's a few, there's a team of guys who uh, were always out looking for, for pieces to curate. Right. For example, the AOD new balances, right. Super hot sneaker. Mm. We were able to get, we were able to buy a few pairs. Um, and then we list them on the selective. So and a lot of times like it's just like other archive sellers. Um, you just find, you know, you're just looking for steals and deals and throughout the years you've obviously curated some collections for yourself. And then, um, you know, for example, upcoming, we have, we have a few drops scheduled, um, a few crazy pieces, um, Chrome hearts, dunks, for example, are coming. Um, and it's just, it's just like, we just have like a group of guys that are just like working to curate items. Now that's not what I do. Um, I'm not involved on in that aspect of the team. Those guys, <laughs> those guys are really, really good at what they do. They and, kill it. <laughs> yeah, and, and I let them focus on that. You know, my, for me, I'm just, um, I'm just working on the podcast. So, but, uh, but yeah, it, it's always, it's always fun to see, you know, a good, how good of a job they do at just finding steals and deals across the internet and like sourcing a lot of these great pieces for us to carry on the site. So yeah, it, it, it's interesting for sure.
0: Totally. Well, XR, switching gears a little bit, man, I have a couple kind of final questions I want to ask you. The format of my podcast is about 30 to 40 minutes, as you know, Uh, sometimes goes a little bit longer and I like to keep it in that range. Um, But, you know, in terms of fashion content creators, you know, people either it's people who take fit pics, things of that nature. Are there people that um, you're fans of? Like, are there some content creators that you look at and you go, wow, they're doing a fantastic job with their styling or just... Mm -hmm the clothes that they, in the outfits that they create.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot, Um, a lot of good, a lot of good friends that I met on Instagram. Um, You know, if you're, if you're listening and you don't know my, my, my style, I would best describe it as like Western Americana. Um, I love, I love absolutely love Japanese Americana. I love Mm -hmm. raw denim. Um, I love patchwork. Um, You know, oddly enough, being from Texas, you know, I didn't like Western when I was a kid and then as I left Texas and now that I'm back visiting, like, you know, you kind of, you kind of get a respect and a love for where you came from. So definitely. I've been rocking a lot of like a lot of where what I wear is vintage pieces. So, you know, some great designers and some great people I look for, for inspiration. Um, definitely Ramia, of course, I think he's killing it with mm-hmm. what he does. I think he has a very, very good eye for uh, not only garments, but cuts, silhouettes, um, I'm looking forward to his boots that he's been teasing. Um, Ooh, it's going to be beautiful. Uh, one of my favorite brands is Bare Knuckles. I love how Collection 5 moved into a more Western route. I think that Cole and Jacob took a chance. You know, they've been known for this grunge, kind of like this grungy, uh, dark style, if you will. And that mm. transition to Western uh, is obviously a big one to take with the brand. And uh, I think they pulled it off beautifully. Um, absolutely love Bare Knuckles. Um and then other brands I'm rocking with man from the first, they make some great boots. Um rocking a lot of Levi's. Favorite cut right now is yep. the 517 flare. Um Oof. yeah, 517 flares are great. Yeah, and I just buy a lot of a lot of vintage. Um some of my vintage comes from places like no maintenance, uh Depop, um and then you know some of my more expensive items I like to budget money aside you know, for more coveted pieces, if you will, expensive pieces. Is,
0: is that the best way to do it? Just to obviously you're you're probably constantly looking at things mm-hmm. and like, oh, this is cool. You keep tabs on it. But you have like a separate budget, essentially, because I know for even for me, myself, you know, there are some things that I kind of want to I want to ele- elevate my style, continue to kind yeah. of progress it and develop it. Um, and a lot of times, you know, I'm thinking about, you know, how should I budget myself? Are you just setting aside money and then kind of using that kind of saved or extra account to kind of just make the purchases as you see fit? Yeah,
1: a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it all comes down to budgeting your money, you know, know what your budget is and what your limits are and, and then buy pieces from there. You know, there are times where I don't spend, I don't spend money on clothes for, for a month and, you know, I'll make sure to save a little bit for a particular piece I want. Yeah. That being said, um, I know this might be about maybe a little controversial, but I, I do think vintage is the new luxury. I think historically, when you look at fashion um, through through decades and decades of time, one of the key components of why luxury has been so sought after is, is not only because of its price, but its exclusivity, which breeds individuality through that exclusivity. Um, and I think vintage does that without the price tag. Right, because yeah. you can find a vintage piece, a beautiful vintage pair of like flare trousers, right? For example, I was in Colorado Springs a couple months ago with my family. Oh, wow. Uh, I found a pair of like these pistachio, like 1970s <sighs> flared. And my dog's barking, sorry about that. <laughs>
0: no, no problem. <laughs> uh, I found
1: this beautiful flare trouser uh, from like the 1970s. They look they look luxury, like when you look at them. Um, I probably pay 50 bucks. But in that sense... You know, that's what I mean. That piece is individual to me, but mm. it, it, it it fills that gap of exclusivity and, and maybe not exclusivity, but individuality. So, you know, I do think that vintage in a lot of ways fulfills that niche for people who don't have the money, right? Definitely. So while I do like to buy uh, designer pieces, pieces that are more expensive, um, I think it's important for people, especially if you're younger, uh to to go vintage shopping it's better for the planet and ultimately um you're gonna you know you're gonna feel better when you find a piece that that works well with your rotation and more importantly makes you feel good about yourself and luxury does that but vintage does that with a better price tag
0: totally i love that and what what advice do you have for maybe someone who who wants to be a writer mm. kind of switching gears a little yeah. bit back to what you do wants to be a writer wants to be a podcaster kind of just do the things that we do man like yeah. how, how do they dip their toe into uh just the entire space because I, I honestly honestly I, I don't really just view you as one thing you're a creative right and, and you're someone who like I said obviously we know you write you obviously, you know, create content on Instagram, yeah. you create podcast content. So that's audio content. And I know a lot of people are pushing for they're pushing for like imagery and whatnot on the selective podcast yeah. on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's video creation. I mean, I did my homework a little yeah, bit, yeah. but but but, you know, um, how, do, how does someone kind of start that? journey whether not, not, not even necessarily if they want to be like a writer mm. or, or just a podcaster if they just want to kind of create content on instagram how, where do you think they, they should start
1: yeah um you know kind of backtracking a little bit uh, you know when when we're in new york city um, and i'm situated in the city we we want this like to podcast to also have uh, a video format as well so we're going to be working on that in the next few months so um that's exciting as well um, but in terms of advice I would give, man, you know, it, it's, I've been wanting to do this blog initially for, for years, for years. Um, but, you know, it's like I mentioned before, like when you, I've, I've never really considered myself a good writer. So, you know, my self-confidence in my ability to create content was always very low and mm. I wanted to do something unique, but something that plays into my strengths. Right. And I love writing. So a blog was a perfect way for me to convey that starting between the seams is probably the best thing that's ever happened to me or one of the best things that ever happened to me, man. Like it, it's, it helped me land this position at StockX, you know, in conjunction with my experience in, in the world and in, in the workplace, but it, it did yeah. help, right? Mm. It helped me uh, get in touch with the guys at the Selective. It's helped me meet people like you. Um, it's helped me build relationships with other people. And it all started from wanting to take a chance on something that I wanted to do. And, mm. you know, whether you want to create uh, you know, YouTube videos. You want to do a podcast. You want to do a blog, or even want to do something as simple as take picks. You know, I and uh, another funny thing I tell people is that like my fifteen dollar tripod that I bought off Amazon about a year and a half ago is responsible for my Instagram growth. That little stupid Best. that little stupid tripod it has literally brought me where I am today on Instagram. I love it, and <laughs> and I carry that little thing around all the time. My tote bag, bro, <laughs> so so I can take my pics. <laughs> and i love it just simple things like that you know like just take the chance to express yourself it's embarrassing to pull out your tripod and take a fit pick. i fucking hate it to this day yeah. i hate it but it's something that i like to do so you know I, I i took a chance and you know for people listening i understand it's hard to take chances i understand that um obviously the fear of what people will think is is very much real and very much there Yep. But at the end mm-hmm. of the day, you know, if you're confident in what you wear, if you want to take fit pics, if you want to write, if you want to create YouTube videos, do it to the best of your ability and have fun. Because at the end of the day, taking that chance is going to be more worth it than not taking it at all.
0: I love it. I couldn't have said it better myself, man. I, I I love that answer. And I think a lot of people will take that to heart. Hopefully a lot of people take that to heart. Mm-hmm. That's a beautiful way to kind of conclude what we're, we're talking about here. Where can people find out more about you and learn more about you and all the things that you do?
1: Uh yeah, I guess a good place to start is follow me on Instagram, um at O seven O X R E X S A R. Uh follow between the seams, follow the selective. Uh if you have any questions, reach out to me in a DM. Um always happy to to help people with, with whatever they need. Um yeah, I mean I've had people reach out to me talking about, you know, what tripod did you get from Amazon all the way to <laughs> where did you get that jacket? So I'm I'm always happy to 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 chop it up with people. So um yeah, appreciate you having me on, bro. It's been you know, it's been a pleasure and and um you know, I look forward to you, to, to everything that you do, bro. You're doing great work.
0: Thank you, man. I appreciate having you and taking you taking the time. And I think you, you really dropped some great gems. The The last question was fantastic. And, and all the questions throughout, um, this is such a genuine guy, everyone who's listening and he he's definitely going to make his mark in, in a lot more ways than, than just one. So thank you so much for listening to this episode of the beyond the garment podcast. We hope you gain some value from it. Wherever you are in the world, have a wonderful rest of your day, and we'll see you next time.